Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stat guy Greg and Dip, every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. There's no time for this today. It's not even because I don't like it. We don't have time. Aram is going to be here. We have very precious little time. That's fine. What is the reason for him moving Aram from just baseballs coming on talk baseball? What is why he's, did he move this up? He's got a, a girlfriend. He's got to take to the airport or something. I don't. Oh my! God. It's not even his wife. It's a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. Do they not have Uber where Aram? You're is? you're saying we have no time. Put and her we're in getting a car. into this. All right. So tops Chrome. We're going to talk tops Chrome. We were talking off air though. I want to know right now, greatest movie experience in the theater. These are two very different categories. Not greatest movie, greatest theater movie of all time. Okay. What is you it want, for you? Your greatest experience in the theater. Uh, in the theater, I would say are off you the top of my head. Do you want no, a minute? I'm not, I'm not prepared, but I do think I know an answer. I can go if you need a sec. Batman, The Dark Knight, and IMAX. Okay. That was probably I'm going to go old school. I believe this movie came out. In like 1994. Ooh, I have to I have to think. You should know this one. You're this is a U movie. Why? This is, is a it, U movie. Is it Contact? Jurassic Park. There you go. Jurassic it's Park was the Jurassic greatest Park. movie I ever saw in the theater. Oh, 1993. Man. I was close. Okay. Dude, when he eats the guy, the guy's in the bath, like he hides in the stall. The dude comes out. Oh, I The remember? whole theater shook. Greatest movie experience you know, in the, the theater ever. They're saying this last weekend was the fourth biggest weekend for movies ever. Which is the mainly most impressive. because of Oppenheimer and Barbie. And then, you know, they still have like the new uh, Indiana Jones and there's a couple other ones out. My wife wants to see I that. don't remember the last time I saw a movie in the theater, but yeah. I, really... I was with you. We saw the Thor movie or one of the Avengers movies. 
Oh no, but I saw one movie by myself. I did see How it. sad I, is that? Well, when way? I say by myself, I meant like the theater was empty. I was the only person in oh, that theater. Man. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. anyway, um, we're talking movies. 2023 only, Tops Chrome. Only for the brief time, because now we're getting to cards. I um, wish we had a 15-minute after-hour show. We have we just talk movies and everything else. More new releases to talk about, but Tops Chrome, obviously, you want to take up the, the majority of the opener, and that's we're fine do, because it's big. It spills into Aurum. Let's okay. do this, then we can spill into Aurum. Then we can respond to... Trade night. Yeah, I am irritated out of my mind. I have not said anything even to you because I am so ticked off about this. And you saw the amount of messages we got on Instagram. Save it for the show. This is the show. Save and then I got a show. bunch of messages on Facebook. Well, what's going on here? Hearing conflicting reports. Yeah. I'll tell you what's going on. Not now, though. Well, I will tell you what's going on. You can be there to back up oh, your I'm opinion. just. I just am so irritated by useless <laughs> social handles. Um, no, no. If you want to talk about it in the podcast, you can. Well, it was good. We got permission from those clowns to talk about it. That was nice. Idiots. Calm down. I you am. don't even know what happened. All right. Um, Talking about cardboard. You know what happens. Shut up. Okay. Oh, 2023 God. tops Chrome. Okay. Let's do pricing. I want to get RM's take on all the rookies. There are some val- We need to start with the negative. While you pull up pricing for the okay. last few years, here's them. the negative. In uh, traditionally, tops Chrome, two autos per hobby, five autos per jumbo. This year, it's one and three. And there's also a Breakers Delight product, which has like six base refractors. I think it's one or two numbered refractors and then two autos per per box. It's like the HTA version of this. Wait, what did Jumbo it, What did Jumbo used to have and what does it have now? Used to have five. Now it has three. And now it has three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hobby used to have two. Now, now it has, has one. one. And then the, H, uh, the ha- Breakers Delight has. Breakers Delight is brand new. It's an HTA product, one pack per box. You yep. get, but all refractors. Uh, some colored cards, one or two colored refractors, and then two autos per. Oh, it's one pack per box. Right. That's where I was confused. Okay, got it. So the issue is the checklist, the autograph checklist looks just about as big as it normally does. It's a little bit smaller than some years, but it's it's a big checklist. My one, so that is the negative, by the way. Less autos, still a big checklist. The redeeming factor to me this year with Topps Chrome is the names on the checklist. I just think there are better names. There's much better second and third tier position players than almost any year. And, and the top end class is ridiculous. You have, again, cons- I'm also making the assumption Fanatics is actually going to put these people in. That's what I was about to say. they like, blew it. Yeah. I, I still haven't heard a word about that, by the way, Jordan from Thompson Fanatics. How is Jordan Walker not in Finest? He's a top five rookie in the product. He's not. It doesn't have autos in it, and he's on the checklist. It's a major issue. That cannot happen again with Topps Chrome. But if we're just going to go off the off the checklist... You've got some major names on the autograph checklist in no particular order. Volpe, Adley, Gunnar Henderson, Yoshida, who's selling through the roof, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker. I just drew a total blank, so feel free to step up anytime you want to start talking here. Oh, okay. Michael Harris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you're reading. You're looking at your no, no, screen no. like you're reading from something. I'm not reading. Alvarez, Brett Beatty. I mean, this checklist has a, even Christopher Morell selling really well. Riley Green, Corbin Carroll, I forgot to mention, who's literally going to be rookie of the year and, and make a run at MVP. Josh Jung, who's having a crazy season. The top-end talent is not only as good as we've seen in prior years, with the exception of Julio at his peak last year, but take that away. Yeah. But there's also way more of those big names this year than any other year. And then all the secondary and second and third type guys to me this year are just better. Like, it's just there's way more hitters this year. I just think it's going to be overall a much better product. So I, I do think we but need to talk about... But the autos is a major issue. I don't, I'm don't. i not disputing that, by the way. Well, and I do think we need to talk about this whole Breaker's Delight and how it's affecting the, the rest of the product because obviously you're seeing now the autos be less. The yep. obvious 
explanation would be that they want the Breakers Delight product to be more for breakers, and the other one is for your mom and pop shops. I think it's a breaker exclusive. I mean, I don't know that it's exclusive, but if you look on most of the the uh, like like blowout, David yeah, Adams, can't buy it. It's not anywhere. So, so I do wonder. I hate that, by the way. Yeah, Just to be clear, benefits me as a breaker. I'm going to get cases of this. I hate that there is a third skew of Topps Chrome. We don't need it. I'm also confused. Like, are you, what is your job as the breaker? Are you just breaking that product alone, or are you like, hey, I'm doing a case break and I'm throwing in a no, no. A so you're doing box of this. You're going to do all of it. The nice thing for a breaker is it's a super. Like you just saw, we just watched the the clubhouse break with yeah. the the trivia guy there at. Um, oh God, where is that? Uh, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, it's one pack. It rips super easy. It's quick. Oscar Colas, by the way, another great secondary name. That that is nice. It's awesome to watch. It's exciting. It's quick. It's fast. It's everything it's you want. Gotta for be expensive, a, right? Oh, yeah. So cases of that are about 50% more than Jumbo. A box, excuse me, a box. I know at least the price to me. A box of that is, so that's at least $500. I wonder, I don't know how many boxes are in a case. That's the only issue. So I take it back. I have case pricing. I don't have box pricing. Okay, well. Because Jumbo's eight. So Hobby is 12 boxes. Jumbo is eight. I don't know how many boxes are in Breakers Delight. That's the big question i have which i could try to find out while we're doing this all right well if we want to get into the actual pricing of this the jumbo or the the hobby box costs 150 dollars for 2023 tops chrome jumbo is up to 360 on blowout right now if you're if you're going into this product right now thinking that you're going to you know try and pull because you obviously you want autos you want inserts you want parallels but where's the the line where it's like hey should I save my money and just buy like one spot in a Breakers Delight product versus maybe two or three spots in a Jumbo or Hobby? I, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I I don't know. Like it's it's confusing. It also like I feel like there's this uh, separation now in the hobby of like, oh, well, this is only for breakers, even though I love the hobby. I'm a big collector. I don't really like breaking. I just like to buy a box. But now I can't get it unless I break. Like, I can't get that card or I have a much lower chance of getting yeah, like, that card. I don't know if LCS guys will have these. So it's it's a weird thing. So to me, just to be clear, we got uh, Breaker's Delight. We got double the amount of Jumbo and then double the amount of that for Hobby. That's our correlation. Oh, okay. So like our case count is 15, 10, and 5. Okay. 15 Hobby, 10 Jumbo, 5 Breaker's Delight. The reason I got that is I still like Hobby because it's by far the cheapest. Sure. And I just think for my purposes, we're going to do PYT breaks. And by the way, this is a little bit of the, this is how I go into these products thinking, by the way. I buy what I think the audience will benefit from the most. And by the way, and what we're going to make the most money on. Like there's no, we're not, we're not trying to be coy about that. But well, hobby, wait, wait, wait. You can't buy based on both things. One's got to weigh, outweigh the other. That's the nice thing you can with this because you have three different SKUs to predict. Like to, to choose from. So like Hobby, for example, is 18. You're going to break it like 17 to $1,900 for a PYT. Okay. That's a cheap PYT for a full case. Like overall cost. Yeah. That, that's why I liked Finest, by the way. Finest was breaking a little over two grand for a while, but it's not It's not like a case of 2023 Bowman Jumbo. You're breaking those. I mean, at the height, those were 5,500. That means your top end teams, the Diamondbacks were $500 in a lot of breaks. Yep. I remember that. So for Topps Chrome for Hobby, I love that because honestly, we made up our PYT. I don't know if a team cracked 195. We'll adjust a bunch of that as we go. Sure. But for somebody to have a shot, you can do random teams for 60 bucks a spot, 30 teams. Yeah. I mean, some of those teams are crappy, but you also have a chance that at a couple $200 teams for 60. 
I like the price breakdown of hobby. It makes it way more accessible to people. And for those prices, you don't have to hit a red auto of somebody. Now, granted, yeah. it's still a chase. If you're getting into to breaking, by the way, I've always said this, I always will. Oh, this is news to me. It's 12 boxes in Breaker's Delight. What were you thinking? I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like six. So 12 boxes in a case of Breaker's Delight. It's going to be like $300 a box. Wait, so that's less than yeah, it's a gonna be, it's Chrome. Gonna be, it's going to be sorry, a, a Jumbo. It's going to be the same or less than Jumbo. There's 12. Okay. Okay. Well, that is, that's a little bit different because here's my way different, by the way, I wish I bought a ton of this now. My (laughs) thinking on, well, wait, did you not know Did they not tell you before? I just missed it. And honestly, even then it's still a lot more expensive than hobby for the case. It's double the price. Just about, I guess my problem comes into like how everyone is now saying that breaking is gambling, right? Like we hear that nonstop Mm -hmm. and this does not help to disprove that at all because I already have like my own personal feelings. Like if there's like a really expensive single box, like if you buy by flawless or anything like really expensive where there's only like a handful of cards that does feel much more of a gamble because sure. more than likely, even if I'm buying in like a PYT or something, I'm walking away with nothing. Oh, and, and yeah. And fla- oh, absolutely. And that's what Correct. this would be much more of a chance for is to walk away with nothing because you're not getting nearly as many cards and it's just going to be a much more expensive product. However, well, but by the at case, least it's not as expensive as what it was sounding like. No. And again, if you just to go by the case, so flawless, let's say it's 10 to 15,000 a case mm-hmm. for 10 cards. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. talking 800 to a well, thousand. Let's just call it a thousand dollar card price per per box. Sure. 20 guys at best case scenario, 20 guys are getting nothing. If you're in a team's break. Yeah. 10 cards, 30 teams. Best case. Never mind. You get some repeats. Also, some of those cards are worth 10, 20, $30. The patch cards with this, it's a whole, whole different ball game. So you're talking 12 boxes, 10 cards, a box. That's 120 cards for 20% of the price. Instead of 15,000, these are going to break for, let's yeah, call it what, four. But I, I, the I see your point much better, but it's like, you're still I, chasing though. If, of course. If I am in a, uh, you know, a hobby or a jumbo, the odds of me walking away with you're like something, something, you know, a parallel or something. Everybody is getting something out of those other breaks. Exactly. Base rookies, whatever it may be. Yep. Breakers of the light. It, it's a little bit different of, of, of an option to get that. Cause you have less, yeah, there's less cards, less opportunities, there's no base. All right. So that brings us actually good timing. Aram, thank you for joining. We're in the middle of our tops Chrome discussion. Aram Layton of just baseball and the call up podcast has joined us. Aram, thank you very much for uh, coming to talk baseball, prospecting, all that good stuff. What are your thoughts right off the bat, uh, Bowman Chrome? I'm sorry, Tops Chrome that's releasing on Wednesday. I have a question before we get into this. Can I? Can nope, I? Nope. I should have asked afterward. You can ask afterward. Okay. Nope. All right. Tops All right, Chrome. Tops Chrome. Go. Arum. <laughs> I'm excited. I, honestly, I, I do think that you know when we're looking at at Tops Chrome and like kind of the future of it, or at least for the next couple of years, I think it's in a good spot because there's so much young talent in major league baseball now. And, you know, a lot of prospects are getting fast tracked, you know, more than ever, more on the pitching side, but still position players that are just climbing very, very, very quickly because the talent pool is so, so vast that there's some guys that are going to get to the big leagues, be big chases and may not even have Bowman cards. So, you know, like Vinny Pascantino was an example of that I know he wasn't a big chase, but I still think that's going to be a guy that's, that's a, a dude obviously got hurt. Uh, I think there's going to be some some awesome opportunities to pick players up in in tops Chrome, but also 
the, the studs this year are, are, are studs. Okay. So let me, yeah, let me talk to you about the high end then. Cause I know people are upset that it went from two and five autos, hobby and jumbo to one and three, right? You're getting less autos this year, but I think the top end talent here, aside from the absolute peak of J rod last year for, for a little bit, but aside from that, like you had two high end guys, J rod and wander last year, then the Torkelson's wits, a couple other nice players. There's like eight to 10 guys this year who seem like studs. So I'm curious on your take. Like, if I give you a couple names, like just kind of a quick synopsis. Is that a word? Of course. Synapses or synopsis? Both. <laughs> give me a synopsis osis of these players. Go for it. What is yeah. the word, though? Just synopsis. You got it. No, yeah. Jesse, that's enough. You're you. doing good. Uh, so the number one selling guy right now in the class, very close. It's one one Anthony Volpe for the Yanks. Where are you at with a guy like that? I mean, that's a guy that, you know, I think you got to be patient with. Uh, I think people really forget how young he is and how big of a, you know, how tall of a task it is to take over the shortstop role for the New York Yankees. And also it's, it's not an Anthony Volpe specific struggle. It's an entire offense that has struggled. And obviously a rookie is going to affect, you know, feel the effects of that as well. I don't know if he's the, the number one guy I'm chasing, but if I pull one of his autographs, I'm definitely holding it. I, I think he's extremely talented and, all side with with what I've seen over the last couple of years over you know a, a rough start to his big league career. You're seeing guys like Tristan Casas and you know several other top players just now finally settle in. It seems like Torkelson's just now settling in. Yeah, I think we later. forget how you know how it usually takes some time for for most players. Not everybody can be Corbin Carroll. So where are you on that? Because that was my next one. Talk about a guy who just was like, I don't need to settle in. I'm just going to win Rookie of the Year and MVP. Like what the heck? Yeah, you know that. Corbin Carroll's been a guy I've been just big on pretty much since since he was drafted. Uh, we had him number one over Gunnar Henderson going into this year, and I think I think the consensus otherwise was was Gunnar number one. I thought you couldn't go wrong with either, but I just thought Corbin was a little bit more dynamic. Gunnar's going nuts anyways too, uh, but I, I think Corbin's a star, man. I, it, I think the contract that he just got backs that up too. The Diamondbacks felt like they'd seen enough almost immediately. It's speed, it's power, it's approach, it's field of hit, it's defense. You can't poke a hole in that guy's game, and then the makeup's off the charts too. Uh, Corbin Carroll is a guy that I, I'm I'm holding on to those cards. Like I could use the money, I could dump a couple that I bought Bowman Chrome autos that I bought a while back, but I can't justify it because I really do think he's going to be a, a superstar. It is amazing, by the way, the impact that the market still has. In a lot of cases, I don't think market has anything to do with value in the card world, but the fact that Volpe is selling almost on par for his autos of 2023 stuff. With Corbin Carroll's pretty wild. Like Carroll's that having is nuts. A, dude, he's having an unbelievable year. Like it's pretty crazy. And and it's what the funniest part to me is that you know there there's a good chance that Corbin Carroll will be playing in the postseason and and Anthony Volpe won't be. Yep. So I, I I expect that to change. Like I know that it's the Yankees versus the Diamondbacks and all that good stuff, but there's a point in time where a player becomes like a transcendent talent, and I think Corbin Carroll could just be that. Let me throw a couple other at you real quick, and then Jess, I'll jump. I'm not trying yeah, to. Yeah, no, monop- I'm not trying to monopolize the conversation. With um, my synopses of baseball card players. No one has ever said your vocabulary is anything less than it, stellar. No, you're doing good, bud. Uh, Adley and Gunner. See, to me, I love the Orioles and all these. They're the most expensive team in PYTs because, like, for one of the first times ever, we have a legit dual threat with a team. Almost always, one guy cannibalizes the other. We saw it with Eloy, yeah. and then Robert came and crushed him. Albies. Guys forget how good Albies was when he was a child. And then Acuna comes in, we totally forget about him. Gunner and Adley seem like the first, at least that I can remember, one, two on its same team that are like both selling peak of the market. What's your view on those two? 
I mean, I, I think it helps that they're they're so different in the respect that one's a switch hitting catcher, one's you know left handed hitting infielder. But on the other side of it, they're just both so safe and good at the same time for a team that not only is really good this year, I think is going to perform for a long time. And I think that's an important side of it as well, right? Is is this team going to be a flash in the pan and then are they going to rebuild and now this, this these young guys are stranded and playing meaningless baseball for years? It's not going to happen with the Orioles. They're very calculated. They're almost frustratingly calculated. So this is going to be a team that's going to be good for a long time. Adley Rutschman's already asserting himself as arguably the best catcher in the game if not I mean Sean Murphy's probably there but you know top three catcher in the game and then Gunner has been absolutely crazy after working through a slow start which I love to see right struggles with the breaking balls early in the year works through it now looks like he can't be stopped and doing all the little things in between hustling playing great defense both of those guys if the Orioles are going to go far it's going to be as far as those two take him and I think card market kind of understands that too which is cool yeah, I, I, I like I said, it's kind of been weird to see, especially from guys in Baltimore. But uh, the other two-headed monster is St. Louis. Like you've got Gorman and Walker now not playing anywhere near as good as the other two. But their cards are both doing really well still. Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker, what's kind of the, the thoughts on those two? Yeah, you know, I think Walker's you know full notch above. I, I know that Gorman's had you know a little bit more production this year, and yeah, you know, that that's a guy that's definitely continued to improve every step of the way. And is another deceptively young dude. Like I don't think people realize how young Nolan Gorman is. He fast tracked through the minor leagues. I think he's twenty three. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because he was a twenty eighteen Chrome guy. I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, like he's okay. he's young. Huh. And. Th- you have somebody like him. Like I, I do think that there's a lot to be excited about, but I just feel like Jordan Walker has a lot more upside with the field to hit. You know, as an everyday player like Gorman, I still kind of see them platooning him at times. Like he's a little bit limited. It's it's all about the power. Jordan Walker could be you know a perennial all star. I don't know if Gorman's exactly that. I think Gorman's closer to the Jock Peterson type, which is a great player. But you know, I don't know if people are going in droves to to grab Jock Peterson cards. So. I, Walker for me is kind of in another in another tier from Nolan Gorman. Okay, I just got a couple more and I'll be done. Okay. Which no, is, by good. the way, this speaks to the product. The fact that there are this many. I was going to say there's there's a lot of guys in this checklist. Kind of my basis on how deep it is is like how many guys would I not be pissed if I pulled? Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of guys in this auto wise that I would not be pissed. Like yeah. I'm not jumping out of my chair, but like you know, if, even if I pulled a Kerry Carpenter from the Tigers, like. I'm not pissed. I like Kerry Carpenter. There's just a lot of of solid autos. It used to be like you grabbed a reliever from the Astros, and it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, every like, t- that was it. <laughs> hey, do you know, my, yeah. and Mike, this may be more of a question for you, the youth quake uh, insert in there, do you know if that is all rookies? Is that, or is it just for Ooh. young players? I'm trying to. So like in Topps Chrome Sonic last year, in Topps Chrome, it was not just rookies. There were some young guys too. Oh, okay. But most of the rookies are on that checklist. Can I just That's ask- an old school basketball insert, by the way. That's why the video we watched, yeah. the guy was like, oh, Youthquake is coming into baseball. That's why. That's what like, that There's a Kobe okay. Youthquake. There was an AI, yeah. So was- the other insert that I have a question on, and I'm curious, Aram, if you've seen this too. Uh, they call it the Taco Fractor. Yeah, this is the- Out of five. This is stupid. I gotta say- I have not seen that. I love oh. nonsense. Can we you, all know that. Can you that. pull it up? Uh, yeah, let picture. me see. I think I might. But- Will Aram be able to see this? Uh, I might be able to share it with him. I'll Just see. Just imagine a dumb-looking taco on a but, car. Literally, by the way, this is not a joke. But like, I, I, and you know that that that's a big thing of mine. But this looks, you it love seems tacos. ridiculous. It is. I love both things. I love both tacos and. What do you nonsense. like? What do you like more? Ta- oh, tacos. Now, I was gonna sure. say your heart's speaking right there. I mean, um, all right. Let me see if I can share this with you, Aram. But for the audience, just so you know, it's a player with a taco 
on their jersey, pretty much. So, I mean... Well, it's in, it's in like the background of the card, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the background It's a as brand well. new refractor that Topps rolled out this year. Just because? There's, there's no I mean, specific... yeah, there's no... I don't get what the... the oh, it's hard to and say. Maybe it's releasing on a Tuesday. I can see it. I can see it. And it's Taco I did. I Tuesday. thought this was a joke. I thought somebody was making a custom card as a joke. Yeah, I... I don't... It, it, I'm going to be honest with you, Topps. Fanatics is like a $5 trillion company. I don't need tacos on refractor cards. And it's out of five. Like, it's so <laughs> I, I don't rare. Need, I don't like, need it out of five. I don't need it out of anything. It's we're like we're good. supposed to make it a big deal. And maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be like... Because people thought, like, the downtowns at first were a joke. And then they thought, nope. like, the manga... Some of those guys thought those were a joke. But I then mean, everybody loved them. Li- not like this, though. I, I mean... Who has seen this and seriously thought this is a real thing? I don't know. Uh, I, that's why I wanted to get Armstead. It looks like a Taco Bell promotion. It does. It does. It because it's the purple, too. Dude, that would be your I dream. I wonder if Taco Bell paid. Maybe they're a sponsor oh somewhere. My God. Can you imagine if these were, like, redeemable for tacos? Only on Tuesdays. I would, that I would be see, cool. Dude, I wouldn't see Jesse for a week. Actually, He no, loves Taco Bell. this is so rare. It's out of five. You would have to do, like, a whole. It's like you get eat free for a year or something if you okay. get, like, the Otani taco fracture. <laughs> How many days in a row are you rocking Taco Bell if you got to eat free there? Oh, shut up, bro. No, you, you like I'm not knocking it. No, I mean, I'm just saying the obvious answer is every day. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Over under 350. Uh, every single day. Okay, I'm excited. All right, last couple names that I'll be done. We're just <laughs> going from tacos back to prospects. The Mets are always an interesting team. To, well, not always. This year, you know, we knew Alvarez was going to hit. I saw a stat the other day. He has like the third most home runs for a catcher under the age of 21. And it was Josh Gibson and Johnny Bench. I was like, that's yeah. not a bad. Now, granted, you got dominated by my socks this week. But <laughs> that's a pretty good, like, that's a pretty good company to be in. So you get Alvarez, Brett Beatty, who I know has struggled. The pitcher, though. I don't know the first thing about this guy. And I don't know how to pronounce his name. And I won't even try. <laughs> I call him Kodiak Senga. <laughs> Wait, is that even close? Uh, no, not even close. Okay. Absolutely not. But I think the Mets are interesting because, again, like to your point, Arm, there's three guys where if you pull decent color, refractors, autos, you're excited. What is your view kind of on those three guys? Yeah, I, I think Sanga has this like, you know, I know people don't love pitchers, but has this fun aspect of just a cool collector's item coming over, you know, and kind of making an impact right away. I know the Mets stink this year, but he's not going anywhere for for a little bit. He has that that kind of infamous ghost fork that is just so hard to hit and kind of makes him more popular and he's been getting better and better. I think that's a really fun pitcher to, to be able to collect and, and pull. And then with the two youngsters, Alvarez obviously is, is hit the ground running a little bit better. And uh, I know people don't like catchers, but that guy's bat, you know, e- even, even if he slows behind the dish or whatever it is, like his bat's so valuable, he'll be around for a while. Uh, that's a guy that you should definitely be pumped to collect. And then Brett Beatty, I see the Mets hysteria. This is another guy that uh, was tasked with a big role on a struggling team that had big expectations, and I think it's just weighing on him. I'm, I was really high on Beatty as a prospect, and I'm, I'm not going to waver from you know one, one bad stretch here or even a bad rookie season. I think Beatty's going to be fine overall, and that's a guy I would absolutely hold. Okay, last name then is a guy I've been wrong about all year. I was right about him early. Oscar Colas, I loaded up on before the season because I was like, this guy's going to, which was good. I ended up selling off. That's kind of always how I do it. If I have a bunch of stuff on, a, especially prospects, as soon as they pop, my thing is let's just sell half of it high. And then I'm kind of playing with house money. So he obviously gets called up. His prices went insane without him doing anything other than get called up. Really, really struggled, kind of gone back and forth. And now he's in like this weird spot with collectors where I think a lot of guys just look at the rest of this list 
I didn't even mention other guys. Rashida is a monster this year. Christopher Morrell, Riley Green. Like, all these guys, and then the 10 other guys we already talked about. And it just seems like Oscar's fallen into this mindset of, like, yeah, that's cool, but there's 17 other guys legit I'd rather hit in a pack. And his pricing has suffered a lot. Is this kid a flash in the pan and he's done, or what's his story? You know, I, I think he can be fine overall. There's some concerns. Like, he chases way too much. And, and I really hate collecting guys with, with approach issues just because it's just like, it's such a frustrating watch. And it's such a frustrating, you know, just, just guy to have and hold. I actually pulled a Coloss Redemption. So I redeemed it. I got it graded. It came back a 10. And I'm just holding it at this point because by the time I got it, he had already been struggling. Right. So I'm just kind of sitting with it. But, you know, that's a guy that, you know, if it all works, big power could be very, very good. But I think the approach is always going to hold him back a little bit. And he's just a little bit too volatile. But again, a guy, if I pulled, I'm not pissed, but definitely not someone I'm, I'm chasing after. I think you can kind of see the approach issues uh, coming to a head right now where he's striking out 30% of the time over his last 30 games, walking only 3% of the time. He's running into homers. That's what he does. But you know, it's it's just a very frustrating profile. All right. So then the last question with Topps Chrome, we talked about the high-end guys, You know, a couple of the struggling guys too. Anybody else on that list, this product specific, where you're like, hey, we didn't talk about this guy, but I think there's some upside or some postseason play or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, Spencer Steer is not a guy that anybody's going to like, you know, jump out of their seats for and uh, probably never going to win an MVP or anything like that. But it, he's playing in a ballpark where you know, we saw what Brendan Drury did out there. Like, he can put up some pretty, pretty gaudy numbers and he's just dynamic. He's a, a glue guy for a really fun Reds team that could end up making the postseason. And, and you know, it's going to be good for a while as well, too. Like, again, that's just a guy that I think could really slide under the radar in a very, loaded set rookie wise and that's just a guy I am I'm a, I'm a big fan of and then Kerry Carpenter as I mentioned earlier that's somebody that really can hit like he really really can hit uh, just kind of buried on a bad team with the Tigers plays in a ballpark that is is not very conducive to, to big offensive numbers but I do think he can blossom into a very good power bat and then the last one's Joey Weimer Joey Weimer has crazy power that he's still trying to tap into in games because he kind of got thrusted into the big leagues, but he's a great defender and center, which is going to keep him in the lineup. And if it all clicks for him in that, in that ballpark, he could hit 30 plus home runs. He's going to have to hit enough. There's some questions, but I can pallet that profile when nobody is looking at him. And I feel like Joey Weimer is very overlooked. He also has a lot of Hunter Pence in his game. Like he's very frantic plays like his hair is on fire. And I think people are really going to kind of grab onto him and, and and love the way that he plays. And he could kind of be like a, a, a cult favorite. I actually nice. like that then because those are all cheap teams. So the Brewers have Joey Weimer and Bryce Turing, who again, 2018, I was pumped about now, not so much, but who knows? Uh, yeah. And even the Reds, like I didn't realize Spencer Steer actually has autographs in this product. He hasn't in finest or anything else this year that I know of. So he's got ink for the Reds. So it's kind of nice. A couple of cheap teams will actually do good. Um, Before you go, we do have like a few mailback questions. Could we hit you with a few of those? Yeah, absolutely. Always. And by the way, Josh Young as well. I mean, that dude freaking rakes on a very good team. Oh, nice. Okay. Josh Young. I don't even know who he plays for. Rangers. Oh, Josh Young. I'm sorry. I think he's a Josh Young. I was like, I don't know who that is. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, really? See, oh, I, I yeah. don't care to pronounce that. Kodiak <laughs> Senga is a perfect example. And I get such a hard time about pronunciation. Because Young is going to lock up the, the MVP. He's got to be AL uh, Rookie of the Year, right? 
Is it's anybody? it's looking like it, but but Gunnar Henderson's on his ass, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Gunnar, Gunnar's really playing good ball lately, but I think I think Young's gonna gonna take it. Is he better than Jace, by the way, his brother? People got so pumped about him for the yes. Tigers. Okay. Yes. Jace just got promoted to double. Um he's got some offensive upside, but but Josh is, I think, just a different level of hitter. Yeah, because Josh is like right in that kind of three to six range. Like I said, Adley, Gunnar, Volpe, and Corbin. Those four are definitely outselling everybody else. But Josh is like right in the next realm. So that's cool to know. Okay, good. Because the Rangers will be expensive. So I'm glad to hear that. All right. First question up for you from the mailbag. Brandon Steck wants to know, what trades in MLB do you foresee that could really shake up some of the teams that are making playoff runs? Oh, Tiny to the Red Sox. I'm pumped. Yeah, that's happening. All right. Um. That's a good question. I think there's there's a lot of a lot of different things that could go down. I really want to see the White Sox trade uh, Dylan Cease. I just think they need to for for their long term outlook. And I think that you look at the pitching market. There's not a lot of controllable starting pitching out there. But I also think the Rays are going to be extremely aggressive. And I could see the Rays going out making a move for Marcus Stroman. Maybe even try to do a package deal with Cody Bellinger with the way Jose Series playing. The Rays have. Of course, endless prospects. They have a 40-man crunch, and that was actually one of the guys I was going to note as a super underrated player in this product, Jonathan Aranda. Oh, he's, yeah. Okay. He's in this top's chrome. Yep. He's going to get traded, I think, because he's on the 40-man. He's just completely blocked, absolutely rakes. Look at his AAA numbers. There's just no spot for him right now. I could see him kind of leading a deal over to, to uh, Chicago to maybe bring Marcus Stroman into Tampa. And with, with the pitching that they have at the top, they just need a little bit more depth because of their entire IL is basically like an all-star team. When it comes to the pitching side, the Rays could could be put over the top with, with a move for a Marcus Stroman. If Aranda gets traded, do you think he sees time this year? Yes, okay. absolutely. So, so that's good I, I really think I, almost 90% of teams otherwise would, would have a spot for him. Um, it's just the defensive limitations – with what they already have up there at the big leagues, it, there's just no no room for them. I mean, that's big because, like the again, the Rays are a team that has no like they are super cheap in all these products. All right, next question up, Michael Cianfrom wants to know who are some under the radar prospects you're keeping an eye on. He says a few guys I'm intrigued on. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher these: uh, Dean Jorge Jefferson Quero Quero, and then Hector Quero. Rodriguez. Those are those are all good names. I mean, Jefferson Caro. So we're about to come out with our top 100 update at Just Baseball in the next week, probably right around the trade deadline. And uh, Jefferson Caro is a guy that I've been super high on going into the year. He was on our top 100 list, and now I think you see him on every list. We, we're going to have him in the top 20 uh, as as we get closer and closer. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a guy that is is one of the best catching prospects in the game. I, I don't know if Colt Keith is still perceived as underrated since he is a Detroit Tigers prospect. Uh, Colt Keith is one of my favorite bats in the minor leagues. Uh, this, this dude is a combination of power, hit, ridiculous approach. I think he's still extremely good. And then Jackson Merrill, I still feel like he's underrated because he doesn't have that first auto. It's the auto on the card that doesn't say first on it. But he, I think he has a legitimate chance to be one of not only like a top 10 prospect, which he will be on our update. I think he could ultimately be a top three or four prospect in baseball if he continues to, to keep rolling. Here, you know, in Double A, he just recently was promoted. And the last one is Kobe Mayo. Uh, Kobe Mayo with the Orioles. This this kid has crazy power. He's another guy that's kind of buried because of how talented their system is and 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 how elite they are at the top of the big league level. But he's 21, already a Triple A 
putting up ridiculous power numbers, could be traded. If not, uh, he, he's going to be somebody that they find a spot for sometime soon because he's he's got huge upside. Nice. Uh, Eric Charlesworth had uh, a similar question, so we're not going to do that one. But um, Hayes Chandler Hudson wants to know, Jason Dominguez was supposed to be the next best thing in the baseball. Marshall. But he's not uh, he's yet to be called up. Does he still have the potential to be the next great player in hobby chase? Isn't he only like 18 and a half still? No. Yeah. Dude, he's, Dominguez he's is 20 like, in double A, though. Oh, he's 20. He's, uh, he's OK, t- but he's young. Yeah. Like he's extreme. He just turned 20s and double. Like he's extremely young for the level. I, I think he looks good overall. Like The numbers are frustrating. I think that the. That Jeff, I love Jeff Passan. Also, by the way, wishing him a speedy, speedy recovery. But Jeff Passan, you know, came out with that story where you know he had a lot of quotes from scouts when when Dominguez was first signed, which was like you know Ted Williams, Mike Trout, all that stuff, Mickey right. Mantle, whatever you want to call it. And I just thought it kind of set him up for failure right out of the gate. And and we saw how everybody went, you know, took off and ran with that. I think Dominguez could be an all star, several multi time all star. I think he could be a okay. very, very good player, but I don't think he's going to be this this generational talent like i i said a year ago that ellie de la cruz is everything that jason dominguez was supposed to be because ellie de la cruz is that transcendent talent we'll see if it all works you know if he hits enough and all that good stuff but he is that freak of all freaks dominguez is extremely talented has all-star upside but i don't think he's going to be this you know generational guy i think that was very unfair he's still a top 100 prospect for me he's still extremely talented but you know, I think we're seeing that he is not the Martian. He's indeed human. Um, next Little question. Pun up. there, by the way. See that? <laughs> Don't overlook that. No, no, no. It was, Arm, it was great. sneaks in the wit because oh, he's, he's so wise. knowledgeable. You don't expect him to be funny. <laughs> Tyler Rodriguez. So to give credit where it's due. <laughs> what do you think of Ivan Melendez's potential with Diamondbacks and him crushing the ball in the minors? Yeah, so I, he just got promoted to double A. I think he's hit five home runs in like seven games, but he's also striking out 34% of the time. He punches out a ton. I, that's not a guy I'm going to collect personally. I can understand if you want to just because it's fun. Like if he if he can hit even below average, he's going to hit 30 home runs. It's just too much whiff for me. Not enough walks. Uh, the, the hit tool is just too far off, but he's fun. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just too much, too much compromise of the hit you know, for, for power there. Okay. Um, honestly, that is the last, that's not like a duplicate of what we've already heard, but I am curious of your take on baseball in general today. Uh, tell me first, before I, I ask the question, in your opinion, who is like an all time goat in baseball, not a modern day player, not a modern day player. Um, you know, when do we cut off modern day? Like, um, 80s, can, I say Griff, 90s? can I say Griffey? Yeah, you could you could say Griffey in this case. I, I, so, like, I mean, in my bedroom, I have a I have a framed you know jersey of Ken Griffey Jr. Like, he's my favorite man. player of all time. But okay. you know, Tony Gwynn is somebody that you know when I was playing baseball, I tried to like model my swing after him. Like when I played in the summer summer circuit, uh, my dad told me don't break a wood bat, you know, because we have to buy another one. So I try so hard not to break it. I'd watch Tony Gwynn because I knew he never broke any bats. Uh, but you can watch a Ted Williams swing and everything that he did like translates to today. So that that's a guy that yeah, I think is, is pretty incredible. Um, and then <sighs> Kirby Puckett, I think Kirby Puckett's one of the most overlooked guys too. I just love the way he played the game and obviously you know died tragically early. Cause I think he could have been a really good ambassador for the game, but that's a guy I love. I, I think as it pertains to the state of baseball, guys are more talented than ever. 
think it's silly to, to, you know, think anything other than that. But, uh, you know, th- those guys kind of set the groundwork. My question is today, who could you see that would be one of those generational talents? Active players. Active Ooh. players. Active players. And, and it's no. okay to say if you don't, if you don't see one. But is this, I am is just this a reflection on the trope thing coming up or no? Totally no? separate. Okay. Totally I was curious. Yeah. You know, it, it's tough because I think what we're seeing more than ever is that the number one thing for, for these guys, like there's so many guys that are talented enough to be generational, generational players, to be all-time greats. Aaron Judge is good enough to be an all-time great. Mike Trout is, is an all-time great, but, but health- is good enough to be one of the best players who ever lived. But what we're realizing is, is the biggest caveat here and the biggest variable is health. Yeah, longevity and, and that kills. is the one thing that is so hard to predict. Yep. I think Corbin Carroll is talented enough with how early he got up, with what he's doing already, to – in 15 years, we look back and we're like, that guy stole this many bags. This guy hit this many homers. He hit for average. His career war was this. But his shoulders like popped out twice on swings this year. Like I have no idea what's going to And he also had surgery on that shoulder years ago. So like, it's, there's just so many variables. But off of just pure talent, Ellie De La Cruz has the talent to be one of the best players. And this isn't just diving into the hysteria. This is a guy that, you know, again, we, we put him number one and people are like, whoa, aren't you nervous about the risk? And I'm like, of course. But his ceiling is best player in the world, and I have to rank that guy number one. And I think we're seeing that. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, if he can hit enough, which I think we're seeing even when he's struggling, he still is able to run into enough baseballs. He is the kind of talent that I don't know if we've ever really seen that on a baseball field. So I'd say Ellie De La Cruz has that. Corbin Carroll has that. Of course, Aaron Judge, if he can hang around long enough, has that. I mean, what he does offensively is a joke. And, you know, and then, of course, Otani, like – don't need to, I don't need to tell you guys about Otani. Dude, Otani's on the, on the pace, by the way, for this. Like, he has 36 home runs. He's only behind Maris and Judge at this point of the season through the first 100 games for AL home runs. I was going to say, I was, pretty good. I was surprised you hadn't already said Otani, but yeah, okay, good. But even Otani, though, that's yeah. a guy he's not going to end up. This was my thing with Trout, by the way. I think Trout, his peak, that's why I think it's always two separate conversations. Peak player, if you want to tell me Trout's as good as anybody mm-hmm. for a three year window, fine. But he's not going to end up with these gaudy, career numbers because he's not healthy enough to do that. Like you look at a guy like yep. Miguel Cabrera and Pujols who just retired. I don't think there's anybody playing right now. We're going to see with anywhere near the career numbers of guys like that. Do you agree? Arum? And and that's no, I totally agree. And and I honestly, I think the, the one other guy that, you know, I know he's kind of slowed down a little bit this year, but when you look at it, you know, when he's all said and done because of how early he started and how consistent he can be, but again, a guy that's been hurt, Wander Franco. I mean, yeah. that guy's got a legit shot at 3,000 hits. That guy's got a chance to do a lot of crazy things uh, on the field. And, you know, he's already had such a great start to his career. I also thought of one more underrated player that I've been collecting. So oh, I, yeah. I don't know when you guys want me to plug that one. Do but it. yeah. Guy I really like. Please. Please. All right. The, with the Rays, Xavier Isaac. Watch Xavier Isaac. First round pick. He was one of those like, who? When they took him in the first round, like didn't have a picture. I, I Can I not tell I'm so glad to hear this. Because in 2023, Bowman, Junior Caminero was the reason the Rays are crazy expensive. And there are only two redemptions for base prospects in the product. Every time we see a redemption, we're excited because it's going to be Spencer Jones Mm -hmm. who's selling through the roof. And it ends up being Xavier freaking Isaac. So the (laughs) fact that you're saying this, I'm actually excited about because I've been crushing people's dreams. <laughs> and now it's like, hey, good news. We miss Spencer, but maybe you got a good hit. I'm, I'm, I have not heard anybody say this about him. I'm glad. I'm buying redemptions left and right. This guy has crazy power. Okay. His field of hit is, is insane for a 19-year-old who's 6'4", 220. Uh, his approach is fantastic. Crazy, crazy upside. The Rays are really good at finding these types of guys. 
I, I think he's really damn good. And then people cooled in on Curtis Mead with the race. He rakes. He's good. He was hurt. He's going to be fine. He's been going nuts since he came off the IL. That's another guy that I have no doubts is, is still a top 30 prospect in the game. But Xavier Isaac, like, if you're bidding on, on redemptions and you keep getting outbid, it's probably me. <laughs> Okay, there you go. I like this. All right, man. Thank you. You're going to go to the airport. Is that the story here? Just why we were pushed around for time? Yep. Man. Yep. I thought he was Taking coming on to announce his engagement. Girl is this friends. an engagement? Trip? Are you proposing right now? Are you now? proposing? Get her on the no. air. Oh, is she in the ring? Not yet. Get her Not over yet. There. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Will you make the announcement on the show when it happens? <laughs> Can you promise us that if right now? If you guys have me on again, absolutely. <laughs> All right. No, well, that's where it's happening. But it's going to probably be like five more times of you having me on before that. I thought you were going to say five years. I was going to say, I don't know a lot about relationships, but if you tell her five years, <laughs> this thing is not going to last. Aram, um, thank like you it. very, very much. You. Anything else besides the, the website, the He's podcast the you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Where, where can people find you? All your lists, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the call-up podcast, you know, we're, we're always breaking down prospects from, you know, from a card collecting lens as well as just, you know, trades and, and just top prospects in every system. And we're going to be updating that top 100 soon. We've been recapping the draft, give you everything you need to know. I know a lot of uh, collectors like to listen to that and kind of get their edge. So that's something that we love to do. The Just Baseball Show, you know, we now have Walker Bueller on every Monday, which is really fun. And that's been a really cool wrinkle to everything we're doing. And then check out JustBaseball.com where, you know, you can keep up with, with our top prospect lists, our articles. We're churning out stuff daily on, on every single team in the big leagues, prospect stuff and everything in between. So, uh, yeah, definitely come check us out there. Nice. I want to have him back on for Bowman Chrome in a couple months, too, to preview that when it comes out. Why Let's not? Cool. And All then right. we'll make the Let's announcement for engagement. Yes, Perfect. exactly. Aram, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the time, bro. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. All right. We'll see All you. Right. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will say that Joker, Joaquin it's impressive. Oh, no, Aram. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's not looking at anything but us on his screen. Oh. When you're throwing names at him, dude, there was somebody who threw at him. He goes, well, 34% strikeout rate. He's not looking at that because no. you pulled that name out of the air. He uh, he is what one the of the heck? most talented baseball dudes that I know as far as like being able to spout it off and still know something about the hobby. That's I been great. I can't tell if they're blowing up right now, like in the last six months or year since I've been paying attention. But that kid's stuff is, I say kid, he's not that much younger than us. His stuff is everywhere. Oh, is it? I oh, seen, yeah. They're, they're, I've, been, I've seen the just baseball too, stuff. I'm glad by the way. He's great. one of the few people in baseball who's engaging and yeah, but his stat knowledge, dude. What the heck? In his, I I'm mean, over here talking about Taco Bell, <laughs> and he's telling me strikeout rates for guys that I'm just pulling out of the. It'd be great if he was lying, by the way. <laughs> yeah, All none this, of this is true. <laughs> that would be we, awesome. Like, we just get guys like hate mailing us. Like none of that was factual. Dude, you make up a name, yeah. Jesse Rhodes. <laughs> yep, OBS, OPS three nine. You're like what? <laughs> he's a podcast. Host. That's not even a real. No, stat. I like that. He's um, one of the few guys though that makes a connection to real talent, like performance on field and potential to the card mark. I do think that's plus cool. his eyelashes are absolutely incredible. I was going to ask like, you if he's got eyeliner. It looks like around. eyeliner, but it's like, no, it's like, um, you know, like on lost when they met the others, I never, never watched in the, 
I didn't. God, out of spite, comments I, like that. Out of spite, I didn't watch Lost because I was a big Twenty Four guy at the time, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, Lost is so much better." And Lost then, is so much better. The only thing that made me happy episode. about Lost is that the train wreck at the end. I don't know what happened. Don't. I just know everybody hated it. Okay, first off, which I was glad you can to hear. still go in and watch the entire season and just not watch By the, like, way, the last episode. Twenty Four was crap. The and then too. some people still are okay with the last episode. Jack Lost Bauer literally show. gets on a helicopter with so Russians. He, Do me a favor. Let Jack go out the way he's supposed to. Just kill him. How he takes a bullet, saving his family. Episodes did Dwight reference Lost, and you still didn't care to care about things what Dwight cared it. about. Here's the problem with Lost. It's, it's a one lot. of the. It's a old, lot. You have to devote a lot of time to it, and you can't just jump in. No, there's some you shows, have to follow. Like there's some shows. If you jumped into like hour twelve, I could give you an idea of what had happened. <laughs> not on I, this. This is show. not a joke. I jumped into one show with Nate. Uh-huh. Uh, my brother-in-law and I was watching it and it was like this, it was like the black and white, the Jacob thing. And I was like, I don't, don't talk about Jacob yet, bro. Come on, dude. You don't even know you're not supposed to. That's fine. No. And I was even, even, even him after like 12, he was just like, yeah, I can't explain. I was like, we're good. <laughs> I, I don't, if you can't give me some semblance of dude, what's happening here. That show was so big at the time that after the show, you would have to go to a website that they would like kind of hide in the show, then you'd have to decode just to get access to it. It was absolutely insane. Nerds paradise for sure. All right. I was going to say, I had a girlfriend. No, you did not. I had a wife at that point. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, We have updates. Surprisingly, so did you. The trade night with the national. This is big news. I'm going to stay out of the way. I did a lot of talking because I was actually planning on doing something Mm -hmm. that I think I'm going to regret and that I don't normally do. Jesse, be quiet, please. For the love of God, God, shut your beautiful mouth. You can't just shut up long enough for me to compliment you. Jesse, I got to give him credit. He has taken a very journalistic approach. Mm. Mm. Okay, when I say shut up, I don't need to sound. What are you eating the taco fractor Mm. over there? What's going on? Taco fractor. Hiya. Charlie gets it. Okay. Jesse has really done a good job of taking a very factual, journalistic approach to the story. I, I'm going to let him present that because he's going to do a good job. He's getting notes. I'm then going to lose my mind over a very minor issue that occurred with this and that stupid account card porn. But the more important thing is what Jesse's going to say. Okay. So okay. I am literally, it's not a joke. I'm going to step out for a minute. Where are you going? You may need I'm to hear grab some another of this drink. detail. I've heard it all. Yeah, I don't know. I No, I didn't share everything. Just grab something mute and come right back. Mute my microphone. That's what I want I'm you to I'm going to mute you. Three, two, one, go. They didn't even hear the go part. You're muted. All right, so... The night after we did the podcast, so Thursday was when that episode aired. We let you know all about trade nights, how there's a number of restrictions. That's why you're seeing so many of them get canceled. That's why many were reporting to us like, hey, you can't do these. uh, We can't do our show anymore because we got calls from uh, what they were saying was someone with the board of directors at the National. We... Um, aired that episode and within a few hours we're starting to get comments and then somewhere close to 10 o'clock that night I got a call from a Mr. Al Durso he is the president of the National Board of Directors Uh, we had an hour-long phone call just going over everything that we talked about Um, I'm going to give this as plainly and factually as possible because I don't want to like uh, in, include my opinion on any of this if I can help it, but I, I will share the detail as needed. As first off, Al seemed to be very nice. He seemed to be wanting to, he didn't want to attack because we said some things that he did not agree with. Some things he said were just completely wrong. 
other things he he did agree with, but thought, you know, because of his newness, because just to give a little reference, he is very new within the last year, voted as president of the board of directors of the national. Uh, he agreed that some things need to change, but it's just kind of like growing pains, getting into the position and knowing what needs to be different. So what we talked about last week was that the overall card night trade night could not happen if you were going to try and make any money at the show, if you were going to have anything to do with a trade night that was not the official trade night. This is what uh, Al came back and said. The things that we reported were not true. The, the fact that you had to have like a sign-up list or something, he said that was not the case. The fact that you um, could not have uh, anybody doing trades at a hotel, he said, no, that's not the case. He basically said there were restrictions, but there was only really two restrictions. He said that you could not have uh, the ability to make money, really. He, so you can't pay, you can't have an entrance fee, you can't have sponsorships, but then he also, like, and then later in the conversation also kind of indicated that you could, so that was a little confusing, but definitely if you're setting out to make money and it seems like that, they said they, they were shutting those down. And then he said, if it has anything to do with the official titling, so the official trade night of the national, things like that. He said those could not be done. At the the point in the conversation where we discussed all this, this is where I'm trying to like really indi- figure out what is true because this is not what we're hearing from the other guys that we talked to. He is essentially saying that, that, that there's either a misunderstanding or just not the case, but I went back after my conversation with Alan confirmed with the multiple people that we talked to that they're saying, no, this is exactly what he said. And some of them wrote it down right after they, they had the conversation with him that, you know, we had all these other restrictions on us, but now this is good news. Okay. So for everyone wanting to go to a trade night, everyone wanting to host a trade night, they're saying you can have a trade night. You just can't be trying to make money for yourselves. And you can't, uh, I guess, use the word official. Now, the thing that Mike's going to talk about a little later, and I'll unmute you for this just in case you want to jump in, because there are some other let, details. Let me add to one talk. caveat to your to your oh, story. Yeah. Go ahead. I was I spoke to three people who are hosting events. Yep. And all three told me the exact same thing. We were contacted, but also their event is not a trade night. It's just simply a gathering of some sort. I'm not going to get more specific because I don't want to out these guys. Mm-hmm. But it was just to be sure, though, there's no trading, no opening, no nothing to do with cards there. Yep. You're just doing like a social gathering. Yep. That was specifically. So one that, thing I want. And make- I did clarify that with him because mm-hmm. the guy, there was a guy who said the same thing to me. And I asked Al, I was like, so, so one of these guys says he talked to you and you, you told him that if they were doing, if there's going to be any trading during this event, which was, again, was not a trade night. It was just an event that those people would need to be asked to leave. And he he adamantly said, no, not at all. That not the case, whatever. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's a lot to dig into now. So was it Thursday, Friday morning, Card Porn puts out the post? No, no, no. This was just, uh, I think it was Saturday evening or something. Yeah. Oh, two days after our thing? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I'm just going to read this. Card Porn's on Instagram. They get the blue check mark. They used to have teeth. No, they don't. Uh, You may have heard a rumor that the national board were attempting to ban all non-sanctioned trade nights happening during the course of the national next week in Chicago. I'll dig into this in a minute. We've been speaking to the head honchos 
at National Sport, and they tagged them. And we can confirm that rumor is categorically, and in all caps, incorrect. The National has never and is not restricting any trade nights happening during the National. This includes hotel lobby activity, whatever. And then this is the end. This is another lesson in, quote, don't always believe what you hear in the hobby. So there's a number of reasons, and this is what I've always said. And by the way, I'm not going to respond to the. I let you and them talk in PM. I, I didn't say much, and I won't, because I have no use for anonymous nonsense. First of all, let's just say nobody else was really talking about this. You were speaking about us. Just come out and say you heard on the podcast. Like It's fine to say that, because then we started commenting on here. You messaged us immediately, maybe even before the second comment. So you knew you were talking about us, which is fine. I can't address these people either, because I don't know who's running this. Uh, number two. You these aren't rumors because in your messages with us, you had heard from multiple sources that they were contacted by the national and told they couldn't do this. You heard the same thing we did back to the fact about you being toothless, though. You didn't say anything about it. You heard from people there were restrictions and you make a stupid post. This has never happened. Sure, it has. And you just admitted in the PM it has happened. Another thing. You didn't speak to the head honchos. You spoke to Ray Schulte. We like Ray, by the way. Ray's a nice guy, always been very kind to the show. Ray does the marketing for the national. I don't believe he's on the board. And he's certainly not the president of the board. So when you say that you're speaking to the head honchos, you're being vague and, quite frankly, categorically incorrect. You didn't speak to the head honchos. This other thing, too, this lesson and don't always believe what you hear. Don't always believe what you see on a stupid Instagram account by people who have no face in the hobby, period. And use vague terms of, you know, head. this is nonsense. I asked them in our PM too, did you report the fact that your sources were saying that this didn't happen? Like so your sources told you they were being, there were restrictions. Why didn't you report that? If they do that, I, I like the little thing too, before, you, you know, before your podcast, we heard from sources. Mm. So did we, we waited to confirm and then we ran with the story. But if enough voices speak out, we're not the only big voice in the hobby. If enough people spoke out about this though, when it was happening, Maybe it changes for you to put four days before the national starts, though, that this isn't a thing. So what? Nobody now has time to go out and do this. And there were restrictions. I don't care that you heard from one person that there weren't. There were. You heard the same thing we did. You did nothing about it. And now they come out and say, no, do whatever you want. That does nothing for me. It's too late in the game. So my conversation with them in the, the messages was, I think there's some, some explanation as to why they worded it the way they did. I wish they wouldn't have said it in the sense of it, even though they say it wasn't directed at us. It does feel very directed at us. But the reasoning they're they're giving as to why they were so adamant about the point of no restriction, it it makes sense because they're trying to say, hey, if we come out and say this, that there are absolutely no restrictions and we say that. We got word from the people at the National that there are no restrictions of trade nights. That means that if they come back and they say to somebody who did have a trade night or they were in a hotel lobby and they got kicked out or whatever the case may be, that the National came in and did throw a restriction on them, they can say, no, uh, nope, not allowed because we have the conversation. We posted about it and it was word for word after we talked to these people there. So it's like oh, they don't God. want us to. It's the, already happened. But it's like, because it, I compared it to like, Ugh. you know, the, the kid asking for homework right before the class is over, you know, like the bell's already rung. You ask for homework when in fact, if you had just kept your mouth shut, you wouldn't have any homework and you wouldn't have, in this case, you wouldn't have any rules or restrictions. 
I guess but, we... But here is the X factor. But, People were already contacted. They reached out to us, and apparently they reached out to Cardboard. This had already been happening. So the bigger story, <sighs> though, is not that. The story is that there is a backpedaling. That is Correct. what the story and is. And that's why I hate this. Because if you just came out and said, hey, is the national putting restrictions on trade night? You do that three weeks ago. Yeah. I guarantee between them, us, and other people talking about it, there would have they would have backpedaled weeks ago. And mm-hmm. the end result, there would have been more trade nights. Yeah. There would have been more events. So I to do it that. now, again, but this is what happens when you just have like, you know, you're placating to people. I, I don't know. I just... So, I, I have no use for this. I have no use. You know, don't come in our DL. If you want to talk about it on the podcast, fine. Don't comment our post. Don't make vague posts that are really talking about us then and ask us not to comment. And I didn't, by the way, and I won't. I've, I have. I will never interact with these idiots again, ever. You want to talk in PM to Jesse? Jesse's much more reasonable than I am. I have totally, re- I have no use for that account. I find it to be utterly useless, categorically worthless, however else you want to put it. But that's it. I have no more use for you. At all. Okay. So there's no reason for you to, but don't ever tell us what we can and can't. Shut up. I, I, you run an Instagram account. I'm glad you have 110,000 followers and a blue check mark. You have your buddies you promote. You have your buddies you hang out with. You, you make cute, friendly posts about them. That is it. Do not message us at all. Leave me alone. When you message, okay. address it all to right. Jesse. And all I'm done. Right. All right. What else do you want to talk about? All right. So um, there were there were a couple good things that came out of the conversation. Um there's going to be Wi-Fi at this uh, national. They heard that n- announcement from last year that everyone couldn't get access to it. There will be, I guess, really decent Wi-Fi and even better Wi-Fi in Cleveland next year. Um, there's going to be a few things that are pertaining to the Atlantic City 2026 Ugh. rumors. So the the and we talked about this too because it was on the Atlantic City you know I guess the city website yeah the city's website saying that the nationals coming there in 2026 uh, supposedly what happened was they jumped the gun and put it on the wrong it was supposed to be an internal page they put it on an external page um, the conversation that was had with with Al was that there are going to be three cities it's going to be either Chicago Atlantic City or Atlanta. For the 2026 oh, show. Oh, Atlanta was on there? Atlanta was the third option. Oh, I thought it was Cleveland. On I And on, uh, huh. I believe it's Tuesday at 5 o'clock, all dealers basically are going to go to a location there at the National Well, They'll they'll have a presentation about these options, and then they'll do a vote. Interesting. The reason why he, sa- he says Atlantic City is still being included is because they're giving some discounts for dealers to go to. There's a... Um, <laughs> There's a whole, there's another story in here, I think, that would be interesting to talk about at one point. But at this point, there's not enough data to to get into it. But uh, that's what's going to be discussed as far as that location goes. So, again, it may not be locked in at, at Atlantic City. Um, Can as I far say as a nice thing who, quick? Yeah. Is that before you switch? Is it about cardboard? <laughs> no. Oh, no, I have, no. I have nothing but bad things to say. Okay. But to Al... I'm actually, ex- I am happy to hear, because I heard from one other person too, that they had spoken to somebody. So I got the second hand and their national contact mentioned as well. I don't agree with the decisions you've made, obviously. Mm. Good on you, even if it's too late. I'm glad to hear the no restriction thing. I hope this is true. And hats off to you for reaching out to Jesse. I, I, I can at least admire you take the time to talk to him. And he addressed things very directly and was very definitive with you. Mm. So the cardboard issue was separate. I, I can't stand sure, those idiots. Yeah, yeah. To the national board, like you guys and Al specifically, hey, I'm glad you reached out because so often people won't, and then they'll respond vaguely later. 
this guy went right to the source and called Jess. So to that point, I was actually excited. I was, yeah. I was very happy to hear. I think that's a stand-up move. It, it did seem I like, can be very reasonable. You were doing it. You're doing it. Um, the He also went into, because the, the conversation started with a lot of comments about transparency and how he wants to be transparent. Excellent. And I got to the point where I'm like, all right, Al, well, I got a question for you because you're talking about transparency, but I've done searching far and wide. I can't find anything about the national, its board of directors or people involved in it. And he, to his credit, he did say, you know, that is something that we're going to work on to get added uh, now that I'm the president. Basically, the people who have been running this thing, I guess it's a SMI. It's kind of been their job to run the website, a lot of the socials. Now that they're, you know, going out and they've got this new JBJ team that's going to be covering the national they're expecting a lot of these updates to happen so that we get the information that we need to know about, you know, who's running this thing. How's the money being invested? You know, who, what is going on behind the scenes to make these card shows happen and that it's all above board because I love that. I, by the I way. was saying he gets no payment for this. He says he gets absolutely nothing, not even his table. That's at the, the national. He says he still has to pay for it. A lot of these things are very interesting to me, and at least that if we get some additional information, we can ask questions. Because before, you wouldn't even know who to ask ask a question to. Yep. He did say, though, uh, at this every year, there is a vote for three-year terms of the board of 12 people. So there's 12 people on the national board. They're going to vote in four of them, and they do this every year for can a three-year period. I get my name? Period. How do I get my name? On I know. that's Well, he said, like, before— a lot of these positions were never even like contested or anything sure. up until this year. I think he said now there's like two or three people. Even that, trying uh, good to get for in. you. Like the, he, the fact he gave you all those details. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, that's I what I mean. Was, I actually have. A, a I thought it was more. a lot of good detail, and there is still, you know, my biggest problem with our conversation, and this is kind of where I'll, I'll end it. At the end of the conversation, I felt like, oh man, I got a lot of information. And some of it conflicts with what the conversations I had with other people. So I even called one of the people that we talked to and I, I trust this guy very much. We've worked with him in the, in the distant past. And this is like, okay, tell me exactly. I'm not going to say anything about the conversation I just had. Tell me exactly how this went and the detail he provided and how it went. It sounds like there had to be backpedaling either based on the conversation on the podcast or somewhere very shortly before that, because up until very recently, and maybe it was right before that phone call, it does definitely sound like there were different restrictions and a lot more of them. And maybe they're taking them off because now they got a little bit of bad press about it. That could be the case. That's a little more speculation than anything, but at the end of the day, I thank Al for the information. He said in the future, I can continue to reach out. We can have conversations. We can get additional detail about these shows and what's going on at them if we can't find the answers online. So that's going to be a great resource for you guys. So, you know, if there's big questions that you you have, reach out to us. Let us know. We can reach out to them. And that's this is where I'll end it on a, a kind of, again, positive note. The fact that if they if that is true, say there were these restrictions, which I, I 100 percent believe there were. We've had it confirmed by people I know and trust in the real world, not m- random messages. Mm-hmm. If you heard, though, pushback from that and change your stance. I'm actually all for that. Good for you. Like at the national, Al, whoever decide. Great. Yeah. 
But it goes back to the point of if other people heard those same things and didn't run with it because they didn't want to irritate people at the national, mm -hmm. that's where I have trouble because, hey, it wasn't – maybe it did irritate them. But if the end result was they, they changed their stance, yeah. that's, a, that's a win for the hobby. So then speak up. Yep. That's my yeah. point. But, yeah, but yeah, to the national, to Al and the, the crew there, I was actually, hey, good. Maybe we are – maybe we do have new ownership there and new people running the show that will respond when they're given pushback from media or podcasts or whatever. Great. I would love nothing more than for that to be true. Oh, I did ask him too, just his thought about the fanatics events thing. Like it's again, as someone who's, you know, says he's not getting paid or any real monetary benefit from doing the national, he is all for the fanatics events, not only because, you know, he's a card fan and he really likes the hobby, but he doesn't really feel like this is going to be something that, does eat into the national and even if it did it's he's not losing out on anything but it sounds like to him it is going to be much more of a big events you know entertainment type of thing going on as opposed to individual like you know local card shops setting up dealer right. space at a show so there could be a world where both can exist it sounds like but yeah, yeah that's a good point too cuz honestly a lot of people and and I probably even made these claims in the past I don't I don't know I'm sure I have I say a lot of dumb things No you've never Like you know oh the national doesn't do enough of this and that it's like yeah but the national is just a card show mm, yeah exactly and there are so many people who just want it to stay that way myself included by the way Sure. I don't need it to be this unbelievable event even last year remember I was telling you like the corporate area I was like oh this is a way bigger space than it's ever been mhm mm yeah I don't need it to be I, I just want cards that tables there with cards on it yeah exactly. I love that I don't care if they have mismatching banners or no banners at all I just want to go and buy cards so I do think there's a world where both can exist if you want the the Disney World experience in cards great maybe that's what fanatics events will bring yes but if you just want to go to like like literally just go and nerd out and find cards and buy if the national just stays in their lane what i wouldn't do is try to compete though whatever fanatics is going to do they're going to do bigger and better than anybody can <laughs> so then just stay what you've always been as the national yeah there's going to be cards for sale here that's um, it great so before we jump into mailbag you did have one other thing the consignment you just did oh yeah i did want to give a shout to our sponsor so five star cards maddie sellers we sent all of those uh, Bowman Inception University, I think it's like 70. So those are all for sale. So oh, they're already wanna, up. Oh, that's so what you're saying. Okay. Quick pump and dump. If you want to <laughs> buy a card, I grant I don't have any ownership in these cards anymore. Sure. But yeah, we're selling all those five-star cards on eBay. Uh, yeah, there's like 70 different listings. So I just nice. want to give a show to, I literally just sent him the box. I was like, hey, he took care of listing everything, the stuff that needed to be lotted up together, he did. Oh, perfect. So okay. I actually was pretty pleased with how that, so that's on one front. On our other front, Yes, they're sponsors. It's just people I happen to use the services of. My card, I've, I haven't graded a card with PSA in a while. And when mm -hmm. I do, I just use sub guys and they send it back and it's done. The The one I sent to Josh at PC Sports Cards, mm -hmm. they update you like every other day. Oh, that's But it's it's not useful. It's like, now it's an assembly. Now it's in this. I'm oh. like, I don't know what any of these stages are. <laughs> I just want the card back. The cool thing about Josh and uh, PC Sports Cards and Sellers offers it too. You can send them the card. They'll grade it for you. And like with this card, it's a Bobby Witt first auto. Mm -hmm. I pulled it in a break. The reason it's getting graded is so it can be consigned so the two guys who shared the team can split the money. Oh. But it's actually kind of neat. They just grade it for you. They pay PSA. They then sell it and just take the grading fee off their consignment fee. Oh, nice. So okay. I do think it's kind of a nice little... Yes, that's a plug for sponsors. It's also just a nice little service. If you don't want to do anything like me, if you're lazy, <laughs> and maybe if you're short... Bonus. And a bit discontent with life. <laughs> no, you have a baby on the way. You can't be discontent. By the way, the oh, world's the... greatest baby shower present. 
Oh, what did you get? I hate to say this too. Two what compliments. Your wife killed oh. it this weekend with my friend Lisa. Um, she. I will compliment my wife. She did a very. You did, she did a lot. I don't no, know. I did, you did very, very. No, you showed up dressed as a referee. That was the end of your help. She appreciated my moral support, but I appreciated that at the after party, which they literally threw a whole meal for. You got out of the pool the minute somebody's like, I, I think we're done. I literally looked and I was like, Jesse getting out of the pool. The timing, I, I don't even think it was, um, probably was on purpose. Sure. It was such a storybook ending for the life of you. It's like, work's done. I'm getting out, drying off and walking home. I'm, yeah, I'm out of <laughs> I there. Am out of Party's here. done. Yeah. The well, party actually, was amazing. What happened was I went into your kitchen and ate I saw. all the tacos I could. And <laughs> I then I left I without saw. saying goodbye. Correct. Um, Which I was fine with. But the greatest gift in the history of baby shower gifts. Yes. All this stupid crappers for the kid, whatever. Yeah. A lot of Which generous is stupid. People. I hate it's those. I, gifts not for me. Whatever. Clothes for a child, <laughs> I find to be ridiculous. I have had, me and Hannah probably got 40 to 50 outfits already, though. How many of them are sports related? Oh, all from listeners and customers. Like we got yeah. piles. A couple of people sent 10 apiece. It was ridiculous. Very kind. I appreciate it. Send me some clothes. <laughs> whatever. Later. I'll take it. But her cousin Gabby and uh, her husband Mike, uh-huh. Mike does windows on the Cape, window cleaner on the Cape. I think it's somebody who works for his company or a buddy of his uh-huh. cleans Bobby Orr's windows. Have you ever heard that name before? I know he's a hockey player. My dad would still argue the literally me and my dad were up till eleven o'clock last night. By the way, <laughs> late <laughs> night, yeah, late night. I don't. And then Gio's at work at three a.m. Yeah, uh, painting apartments like a psychopath. We're watching Bobby or highlights on YouTube at eleven o'clock last night. That's how the evening went. It's a good night. That's not bad. Mike and Gabby though. They go out and buy an official like Mitchell and Ness, like with the tie, an actual sweater, the Bobby Orr jersey. Oh, okay. So I'm opening this and she's recording it. So I was like, oh, it's going to be something funny. It was cool. They got Bobby to actually autograph it. It says to baby Geo, which you made a great point. That could apply to any of us. That could be we anybody. We are all yep. little people. The we Geos are, are known to we be a little family. <laughs> uh, it was pretty sweet. Like autograph jersey awesome. that is getting framed and put in the basement. I'm not giving that to the kid. That's um, a mic present. I'm very happy for you, bud. I that's I it. will say that by saying that's your favorite gift, kind of. Well, it's the only gift for me. It's an insult to everybody else. Well, the that's other gifts are for the child. I can't thank. I'm, I was excited about that. <laughs> that gift. I'm keeping for you. that. Okay. Um, before we go to mailbag, actually, there are two other releases oh my though. God, this is long. and oh, I know it is, but we've Ugh. had a lot to talk about. Right. Uh, the Panini Select 2023 Panini Select Draft Picks is football. Legacy coming out too. Uh, I didn't see Legacy on this list. I just saw... I bought Select Draft Picks and Legacy Football. They're both college uniform, I, th- I think. Legacy might be some pro. Let me see about Legacy. But Select Draft Picks, the only reason I bought random loose boxes of this is because I think, and I could oh, be... Oh, Legacy Football is this week, too. Yeah, they both I, come out together. I'm interested to see who's actually going to be in these classes. I well, so who's going to have autographs. That's why I wanted to at least mention it, because I didn't know if you had a chance to look at much of it. Um, I did see there are... like. Uh, Will Levis is mm-hmm. signing in the ooh, the draft one, of course, yep. not the legacy one. But I'm looking at See, and the Anthony legacy. Rich- Anthony Richardson is in a Colts uniform. So this might be the, f- I think this might be the first year the autographs, although maybe it's been before. It looks like the base cards are still in their college uniforms for the rookies, but their autographs are pro. It may have been like that before. I just don't remember. Um, but I don't see Bryce Young, Will Levis, and CJ Stroud. I only see Anthony Richardson. Then they've got like a bunch of big vet autos, Randy Moss, Darrell Reeves. This is some good stuff. Legacy is dirt cheap, though. I was going to say, it's one only of the few 200 I, bucks. Yeah, it's one of the few reasons I bought it, because I'm going to blow those boxes out as personals. No, that's awesome. Okay, actually, I really like the but look of the card. select draft picks is the one that's interesting to me. 
because and it's got two autos a box for two hundred. Uh, I'm going to sell them four parallels. I'm going to sell them quite a bit cheaper than two hundred, just to be clear. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't care. I bought it just to like sell as personal. Okay, but if you go to select um, draft picks football, what's the price on that? That's even cheaper, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, one seventy. Yeah, I was going to be selling cheaper than that. So C.J. Stroud again, college uniform, but he's he's in this with autographs. Will Levis is as well. I don't see Bryce Young, but I would think that we're going to have Bryce and Ant. I, I bet you're going to have all four. It's the only reason I did it. I was like, you know, it's college uniform, but if you have a chase of the autos, those quarterbacks, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cheap, cool product. It again for the price, why not? So now, when you say Bryce Young, you just mean autos in it. Yeah, right? they all okay. have base and yeah, the inserts yeah. and everything else. I think there's color blast. There's definitely color blast and select. For the price of the two, I think these are some of the few football boxes I will buy and break as personal. I heard year. a couple guys say they weren't happy with Chronicles. So I am hoping that this comes out and is a little bit better uh, supported. Um, the Chronicles other, is tough too. It's a mismatch of product. I, Chronicles is tough. The only other one that I was going to mention too was that there is a WWE product that comes out. And I mentioned this just because on that call with Al, he did mention that there was a trade night going on for uh, a a group of guys. He the names he gave were the RBI crew um, and a couple other personal names. These guys are holding a WWE trade night, and with this product coming out at the national, I think that it could be a lot of fun, especially because we just had Chris from Card Letter on saying how wrestling is like one of the best performing. Uh, indexes on the ladder this year as far as uh, pricing goes for wrestling. So, anyways, if that's something you guys are interested in, there that will be happening. Uh, mailbag. So, we got a number of things. We can't hit them all. Let's hit, hurry up. Cole Benz. I like this question. It's fun. Uh, MacGyver collector question. You're ripping packs and hit something nice, but lo and behold, you don't have any penny sleeves or top loaders. How are you protecting that card until... Proper supplies can be assessed. Put it on a desk somewhere and don't touch it. Just don't I got to get back to Cole. He messaged me a buy list and I forgot to respond. It was That's, a baby shower, Cole. I'm sorry. You're just putting it in a, in a, on a desk? Not even a Ziploc bag? I mean, just leave it somewhere. Put it on the top of a shelf. You're not going to see it. Wow, this is the most boring answer I don't know. in history. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it wrap can it in be fun. <laughs> leave it in the pool. <laughs> um, leave it in the pool. Saran wrap it. I mean, come on. Sure. I said tinfoil. Same thing. Um, Saran wrap is a poor man's tinfoil. Brandon Steck also wanted to know, who are you buying to flip before the trade deadline besides Otani? I'm not buying Otani to flip, by the way. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get traded uh, before the trade. De- I don't know. Uh, honestly, you know, what I was looking at the other day. Boring again. Devers is having a quietly having a very good season. And I think the Sox have the best record in July. I don't think he's the worst. Okay. Conversely, the Rays in that division have the worst record in July <laughs> and are still, well, they might be in second. Ah, they are in second now. I think might be time to look at Wander again, too. He's not getting traded, but just timing-wise? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Okay. Kind of interesting. Uh, let's see. Going down this list. Kurt Lang wants to know, between you two, who wins in a meatball-eating contest? I mean, Kurt. Come on. Who's taller, Andre the Giant or Rey Mysterio? There's your WWE reference. I do question because you do love your mom's meatballs. What's the most you've ever had? I don't. Do you think? I don't you gorge don't myself count? like you. No. I don't gorge myself. I mean, if I was going to sit I down. I don't exercise as much. Like five or six at a time. Um, and that's like if I'm really just sitting down eating meatballs. Just meatballs. No pasta. I guarantee you could put down 20. 
No, 20 meatballs? Her, well, it's like she makes those shoes. They're regular-sized meatballs. I would almost bet money you could put down at least God, 20. It, if you had to. I'm not I saying don't, you would. I'm not going to do this, but I really want to do a competition. I'm not going to. That would be unhealthy and bad. No, you're all about Bro. health. Yeah. <laughs> First time in the show I've insulted him enough where he's gone totally quiet. But I compliment you earlier, so this is just a balancing out. It's... Look yeah. at the, oh, the Jimmy Deans are reaching for the knife. Yep. He just, just picked up his knife. I just instinctively grabbed the knife. I don't know Brooks. if that's going for me or a wrist. Nope. It's hard to say. I would never do that to myself. I'm too I'm too important. Brooks Caston <laughs> wants to know, can you explain the reason behind the now scarcity of game used patches? No. Next question. Uh, I think it just has to do with licensing deals. They don't have agreements to get active player stuff. I, yeah. I believe. I don't know the specifics. But if you notice, like Top still does, and they have licensing with Fanatics. So I, obviously, there's a licensing deal of some sort. Um, okay, yeah, nothing, would, nothing more clear than that. Sadly. That would seem to make sense because it would. But the vet stuff always is. Like even basketball right now. Yeah. You know, uh, Bancaro stuff is not. But if you pull a Grant Hill jersey, it's game used. So it okay. is interesting that almost all the retired stuff is, which I, I do think is cool. Um, Kevin Duffy, what cards are you guys each hunting separately at the National? We'd love to hear about it. Oh, this is actually a decent... I, I have put a little bit of thought in this, aside from just the sets that I'm still chasing. I would like to grab some cool old-school refractors, 99 or earlier of Griffey, because I got that Bowman Chrome last week, and I'm kind of like it reinvigorous. So I was like, I'm kind of back on the hunt for that. And I would like to get some Brady stuff as well. I don't have like specifics, but same thing. Early 2000s, refractors, inserts, uh, different things like that. I think that's it. I, I, you know what's funny? As much as I like bird, I don't know of any like really cool bird inserts I've ever chased. Maybe oh, I should look yeah. into that before. I've been, uh, I mentioned this recently, but I have been on the lookout for just some early 90s, uh, just kid, like stuff I liked it as, as a kid, TV shows, movies, video games. Uh, I've always been on the lookout and I will always be on the lookout for good Back to the Future memorabilia and or cards signed. Um, and ultimately, I think this year, I am going to pull the trigger on some kind of nicer investment on a entertainment or non-sports card. We'll see, but really, yeah, I th I, I've been list? looking. Um, I think I would definitely want a celebrity of some kind, not like a not a, a video game character or like a you know a character of any kind. I want an actual actor, so that's what I'm looking for. Oh, you know, I just looked up bird stuff quickly. This is this is the card I've actually always really liked. Is his who I just lost? Oh, the 1996 Stadium Club Finest reprint. It's a reprint of the rookie. Oh, okay. I think that's a cool card. That refractor, if I could find that. The other thing to your like vein of like uh, uh, celebrity stuff, mm -hmm. I still want to find a script or a picture of the autograph Seinfeld crew with the four of them. Honestly, if you're going to find it, the National probably would be the place. Those things are tough, man. Uh, Carlos. This is from our producer, Carlos. Is it really? He says, no question. Just tell Eduardo he's doing great. Here's a Eddie, question. Why aren't you, you at work? Go. Yeah. <laughs> he's on vacation, bro. It's fine. Okay. Life's not a vacation. Um, Just kidding. Vaughn Bailey says, yikes, we are falling for a Topps Chrome release again. I love the thought this of fair. this product. This is fair. But the last couple have been rough with the apparent absence of Walker Autos and Finest. What is our confidence level last year does not repeat? It's scary. I mean, every year there are just way too many relief, no name, tenth round pitchers. This year, I just have a lot more confidence in the checklist. But it is a fair point. Like we need to see much better names more consistently. I think we will, and we can't have any gaffes with like big names being out. 
You just can't. Did you see this comment from Eddie on here? No. He says, uh, Vaughn, I have seen Walker Autos live that someone ripped early. From Topps Chrome? That's Eddie of Geo Breaks, now SCN uh, Breaks. SCN Breaks, thank you. I know. Just Jordan, really? He says he's seen them. I, that would be very interesting because I've heard nothing but everyone else saying they haven't. So I would love to get well, some Well, this product's not out yet, so I don't know that they haven't seen them. They're just not out to see yet. Oh, I thought you were saying about... Oh, he's talking, no, he's talking about, about in Chrome, this product. Which is, oh, okay. I was confused. I thought he was talking about Finest. No. By the way, that does bring me back to a good point, too. We don't pump the Card Shop Live app nearly enough. Me and Eddie starting next week when I'm back. And even right now, there's Topps Chrome breaks for sale. So we run Sports Cards Nonsense Break page. Eddie mm-hmm. has SCN breaks mm-hmm. under the same umbrella, but just a different offshoot. There's Finest breaks up there. There's Topps Chrome, Hobby, Jumbo, Breakers, like everything. So we, we are calling out some of the listeners. If you are getting into breaks... I think you should give me and Eddie a try. I agree with that. Thank As you. That's it. I try to just passively. Also, try not to be too pushy. No, you're doing great, bud. Um, let's see. Sean Mahoney wants to I don't to know. see any sold, by the way. I did look up Jordan Walker. I can't find any autos that have sold. Okay. Sorry. From Finest, you mean? Well, I know he's not in Finest. But I'm talking from Topps Chrome. Well, would, would they already be selling them? Would people be well, so brazen to sell it, uh, even if it's People early? are brazen and stupid. Okay. So, but I don't see any. Uh, Sean says, where can I learn what cards, parallels, variations to look for when I go to a $1 bin hunting at shops or shows? He says he's new to selling. I mean, that's a, or, or go to the manufacturer site. Yeah, I have always gone to, um, I think the cardboard connection. That's, what I use now. that's really helpful as far as letting you know who's in what product. And uh, so long as they've got a checklist added, it'll give you just about all the detail you want for inserts and all that kind of stuff. So it is interesting, by the way, there's a bunch of stuff listed on eBay from 2023 tops. Chrome. I mean, we're, we're still Monday. And some of these have been listed for a few. Some of these were listed (laughs) days ago, five days early. 2023 Topps Chrome stuff all over. That can't be any major sellers, though, I would think, because they would. there's got to be retribution for that. I don't see any of his autos, but I do see Jordan Walker color foils again. I, you know, okay. Take that for what you want. Um, all right. I think we've Let's got, it's long enough, right? Here's one last question. Okay. Mike James says, if trade nights are back on, why hasn't CC2, uh, or why, I think he means why has CC2 not commented much about his typical trade night in your opinion? He has, he's talked about it and it's been marketed everywhere as the official trade night. What else is he supposed to say? I mean... I mean, it's literally on the national website. It's on the schedules that have come out. I haven't seen anything else other than that. I just know that some people have been reaching out to say like, oh, he should say something about the trade night restrictions and stuff like that. Okay, let me address this real quick. Well, can I just add one thing real quick? When I talked to Al, he specifically said that he has never met. And I think he even indicated he'd never even spoken to Ryan. And from what I'm hearing is Al is the one making these calls out to people. Like, it's not someone else. It is Al sure. if there's a restriction on your trade night. So it may be that Ryan didn't even know until we started talking about it. I don't know. Here's the other thing. I've spoken to Ryan a number of times in person and off and just on the phone or whatever. Like his trade night is a go. It's being marketed and promoted. As the official. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's his responsibility. Like, oh, by the way, we should. Like, I, I get in a perfect world. But yeah, but let's have these other things as well. At the same time, like if, if you're Ryan, I would do the same thing. Like if my trade night's being promoted and that's someone that I'm I'm putting my force behind, great. Like that, that, that I would be happy with that. I am sure that is the thought here. You'd be happy that the other ones are getting shut down. No, I wouldn't be happy, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to promote things that are going to compete with mine. 
Let's I be realistic. I know everybody, that's a terrible thing to say. That is the realistic situation here, right? I mean, that's a bold statement to say on a sports card podcast. I, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but if you want us to cut that out, I, I don't want you to cut You know me. It's a little different. We are not in the business of doing trade nights and being big sure. at shows. If it came to me, sure, I'm going to go nuts and scream about it. But I would also blow the whole deal we had. If somebody worked out a deal for us to have the exclusive trade night and I found out the details, I would ruin it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I don't care. That's the difference. I don't. Sure. Ryan, good for him. Like, he has the thing. I'm actually happy for the kid. I think he's a good person in the hobby. Do, okay. Am I upset that he's not spoken out about it? Not really, because it's not really on brand for him. Ryan's not a call out type guy. And good for him for not being. Yeah, but yeah. that's also why guys like us are not approached to do certain things. I think people know I'm pretty <laughs> irrational and stupid, and I would go out of my way to ruin a deal. And trying to white knight and save everybody else's thing, I would ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I think that's fair that's to say. Fair. Yeah, I've, I've seen it happen. So, yeah, would I go crazy and get everybody to trade night? Let's boycott? Yes. And you know what those corporations would do? Great. Let's just go find somebody else. Yeah, we'll call somebody. We'll, I don't we'll blame, call Ryan. <laughs> I don't blame them. I don't blame Ryan. And I that's just how things are. Like, I don't know. Um, you know what? I think that that says a lot about you and your character. It's a good thing. I don't think that's the case either. That wasn't the point of a, that. No, 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 I'm saying it's no, not. I, I think it is. I think it is a good oh, thing. Whatever. Okay. That's All right. In the show. Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> I compliment you. You compliment me. We both hate it. That's how the, go- the stop, show goes. Stop. Talking. Don't. No, I will continue to talk now. All right. So Thursday we'll be live at the show. Well, we'll have a podcast on Thursday. I don't know where we'll be. We have a couple of locations we're going to be at. Uh, for the show, we'll have some booth information as we get a little closer. We can post it on socials as yeah, we we'll know for up. sure. But uh, yeah. we get in, we'll be there Thursday. I mean, we get mm-hmm. in Wednesday. We're probably not going to actually be walking around and be uh, active until Thursday. Hopefully, we meet a bunch of people. We actually, I'm looking forward to it more this year. We don't have a booth to man. We don't have to be on the whole time. We just walk around the show like nobody's. It will be a lot of fun, I think. Especially I'm actually like- much more excited. I don't have to get up every day at seven because everybody else is sleeping in. Yeah, <laughs> dude, last year was miserable. Every day I was like, I got to get over there, got to set up. Yeah, no, I'm pretty this year. chill to not have to do that. That. So we're excited. So uh, there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Thursday. Goodbye.